0: This is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law. Thanks for joining me for episode 207 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I'm the cookie creatrix behind Kickass ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode Back on Blog Talk Radio. I'm in a very good mood because I just went to iTunes and I saw that I have some brand new five star reviews. Woohoo! Thank you. Thank you for those of you who take the time to do that because it helps other people find the show and it puts a smile on my face. And, yeah, I think it's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. And before we get rolling, I want to tell you also that uh, for those of you who have been asking about the spring transition module, it is available now. Uh, You can find it. Open my last newsletter. Uh, There's links to it in my last newsletter. Uh, You can find it on my blog. You can find it at gumroad.com slash Joanna DeBoe. Um, I got a little shop over there, and uh, yeah, it's good to go. It's ready to go if you want to grab that. This is my last podcast here for January, although I will be doing one more still for my lovely Patreon patrons, <laughs> pa- patrons of the arts, the hippie witchy arts. Uh, anyway, this is the last show before the spring transition in candle Candlemas, Groundhog Day happens. So I wanted to touch here on one section of that module called Space Clearing and the Art of Internal Feng Shui. Really, all Feng Shui is internal Feng Shui. (laughs) Just because of that, you know, the classic saying that I'm always saying, I'm always repeating here, as above, so below. The junk cluttering up your garage is the junk cluttering up your mind. Or is it the other way around? Hmm, <laughs> could it be that the junk cluttering up your your uh, am I getting this backward already? <laughs> the junk cluttering up your mind, is the junk cluttering up your garage? Yes, it totally can be, and both are true. So all those like food wrappers and napkins and old running shoes like cluttering up the bottom of your car, that actually can be a physical manifestation of the crap that's cluttering up your mind. Um, Both are true. You know, did the chicken come before the egg or did the egg come before the chicken? That's why feng shui is such an amazing Spiritual practice or decluttering. Feng shui is how Benabel win said that in the last episode. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever heard it pronounced that way. And I've said feng shui like a jillion times here on the show and in videos, and I was like, oh my god, am I getting schooled on this by someone who knows? Um, but apparently not. Feng shui is totally cool, so we can carry on Americans saying it that way. <laughs> uh But anyway, um, I just wanted to talk about that because I've actually known that I was going to do this episode all month long. I've actually been waiting to talk about this, so today is the day I finally get it to get it out. I personally have been thinking a ton about clutter clearing really off and on for the last few years. I did that 100 Things Challenge, I think that was in the summer of 2015, Uh, but I have found once I really engaged with decluttering, like a lot of different issues come up around that for me. I am a clutter bug. I am a book hoarder. I don't like to put my clothes away when I take them off. I like to leave them in piles on the floor. <laughs> I like to sleep surrounding, surrounded by piles of paper and an and ink pen sticking in my back just because. <laughs> I don't know. I seem to be very comfortable that way, much to the annoyance of people who've had to live with me. Um, But I've been thinking a lot about this, especially since last September, um, when I sketched out a very detailed seven-year plan. I'm calling it the legacy plan, Um, and really the secret to that, um, my deep, dark secret is that in seven years, I will be 50, 50, 50. D50. Like that number just really gave me a jolt. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I have not done all the things I want to do. You know, I talk about being a late bloomer, but I don't want to be that late. Like, what am I doing? So I really sat down and mapped out, like, okay, so the first two years of this seven-year plan, they need to be like strengthening the foundation so that I can spend the next five years which will take me all the way up to 50, uh, really doing the creative, let's just be honest, I'm not going to be vague. I want to write books and movies. I do write books and movies and I miss doing it, but I want to keep doing Kick-Ass Witch too and it's just too early in that dream to make that all happen at the same time. So um, I really was, I needed to get clear about that and how in the hell am I going to get from here to there? so it really helped to put that all down on paper. Um, this does have something to do with decluttering. I promise you <laughs> it doesn't seem like it right now, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but I really, really started realizing how fear was coming into play with this and how decluttering was going to be a really important part of making sure the plan happens. So, uh, I think I started thinking about doing this episode here when I started taking some major actions to implement that plan, uh, because I was, I'm taking the plan 90 days at a time is what I'm doing. So, uh, I'm getting stuck here. Like how much do I share? This is very, this is a very cluttered episode speaking of decluttering, (laughs) All right, make a long story short, a big reveal here. Um, I realized that in order to keep the plan moving, um, that I needed to put the Healing Magic of Food program on indefinite hold. I needed to do some clutter clearing in my plans and all the things I was trying to do with my business and um, really stick to this trajectory that I've been on, talking about psycho-spiritual things. I feel like the 2 ebooks I released last year, The Spiritually Mature Witch, The Rich Witch, those are very much in alignment with what I'm doing. The Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year program, very much in alignment. And that's the trajectory I want to stay on with Kick-Ass Switch. I want to just keep talking about overcoming fear and creating the kick-ass life of your dreams and all of the different, you know, ways that we can make that happen. It's not that the healing magic of food doesn't fit into that. For me personally, it does, but it's like a little niche that only a few of you are interested in or a, a small percentage of you. So I already announced this to my Patreon friends. I've already told them that I'm letting this go and I will be announcing it again uh, in the next mega vlog, but I'm sharing that with you here too because it's not only relevant to the topic at hand, um, but I want everyone who is looking forward to that program to know that I have changed my mind. So uh, I am sorry, but I have changed my mind. I didn't want to disappoint anyone, but I knew deep down in my heart I knew, like, I knew that deep knowing that I had to let it go, at least for now. I'll still be posting on the Instagram account for the Healing Magic of Food because being a health nut foodie is a way of life for me, and it's just fun to share that sometimes. But that is that is just for my own amusement and for anybody else who is amused by food <laughs> and likes to look at those pictures and read whatever recipes I share there. That's That's for my own pleasure and entertainment. Um, for now, uh, but in terms of running the kind of program that I was planning on putting together for that, that would be a full-time job, or at least it should be. It deserves that kind of attention. And I was just not giving it the proper space. I was trying to like shoehorn it into all of the other plants that I've got going on. And all of these other things that I do think are more, They're more aligned. They have a similar message going on. It felt like I was going a little bit off message onto this whole tangent that really deserved its own, it deserves to be its own business. And then those plans, those projects, projects that are more in alignment with the trajectory I'm on and the ultimate vision that I hold, those were really suffering um, because I was making these videos and writing this program and then these other, you know, I have a book in the works, a book proposal I've been writing. And and that's just sitting there making me feel guilty and and burning a hole in the back of my mind while I'm trying to like slap together like the healing magic of food. And it does not deserve to be slapped together. So having said that, (laughs) I cut it and felt an immediate sense of not only relief, but a deep sense of having done the right thing. Um, Which unfortunately, because I am incurably human, that sense of relief and having done the right thing, it did not last long. (laughs) It did not last long before I was like up in my head again. Um, So like I said, I'm taking my seven-year plan in 90-day increments. And once I cut the healing magic of food in order to implement that plan and stay on track, I did that in, you know, over the new year, you know, when everybody's making their new year resolutions, um, I, I made my 90 day plan like that first 90 days of, oh, I'm stuttering over my words, but the first 90 days of 2017, um, I just got realer than real with myself about the four goals that I intend to meet in these first 90 days. And I realized, um... Once I cut the healing magic of food uh, and some other things, I'm just using that as an example. I cut a lot of things that I thought that I was going to be doing so that I could really hone in on just these four things in the first three months. I realized there is nowhere left to hide. I could see so clearly what needed to be done after i cut everything to follow that ultimate vision and what needed to be done all four of those goals brought up a ton of resistance like what i once i did the decluttering of my schedule and my plan it scared the crap out of me <laughs> um because the achieving of those goals would mean in every case I would have to step out of my comfort zone, a.k.a. the zone of lies. And that's probably why I had all of the clutter there to begin with. And that's why taking the clutter away brought up resistance. The resistance, I'm sure, was always there. I just didn't see it. So for me, the way this resistance shows up is as procrastination. But it's just fear, um, I very cleverly tend to lie to myself about said procrastination because I am a very busy woman. <laughs> I have a very, I have a bad case of all the things, all the things. Um, and I was just talking about this in a BizWitch video I made because a lot of people contact me who also have a bad case of all the things all the things. And I've learned from doing these bizwitch coaching calls that you cannot do all the things, all the things and be really effective. Um, So like attracts like, you know, (laughs) the, all the things people are finding me. And I'm realizing that together we need to focus. We need to focus people. You can, maybe you can do all the things in your lifetime, but you can't do them all at once. Um, And then focusing on trying, not even focus isn't the right word, trying to do all the things keeps me from doing the things that matter most, that matter the most to me. And now that I know this about myself, now that there's nowhere to hide, and I'm forced to acknowledge that procrastination for what it is, I totally get why I love clutter. (laughs) Clutter, clutter, clutter. It's such a cozy cushion. It's comfortable, hence the comfort zone, which is again why I renamed the comfort zone the zone of lies, because the comfort zone sounds so comfortable. It is, but it's a liar, and I wanted wanted something shocking, you know, for all of us that's just like, no, it's not the comfort zone, it's a zone of lies, and there's a price you pay for for staying in that um, cozy cushion. So that's why today I am talking about the fear that follows Clarity. I think that is the real challenge of decluttering. It's not the time it takes to throw out and organize your stuff. That's just that's just sweat equity. That's just you know that's something we can all do. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but it's let it's what you're left with when it's over. That is truly challenging. <laughs> that space. That clarity. I think I've spoken about this a lot before, but this is an ongoing, I try to meet you where I am at, like with what I'm experiencing. So this is an ongoing thing for me. Um, So I will continue to talk about it and hope that it resonates with some of you. Um, But, you know, some people hide beneath layers of excess body weight. Others, like myself, behind stuff like comfort clutter. And then there are those two who hide behind their constant busyness. I'm so busy. I'm busy, 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 busy. I'm busy being busy, but i never get anything done. At least not anything that would move me closer to my dreams. Like to me, that's what I hear now when I hear about how people are so busy. I think our society happens to reward being so busy too. Um, But for what? For what? Uh, So clutter happens in more ways than one, which is why I'm using my example of this seven-year plan I have and how there have been plenty of days since I made this seven-year plan where I have been, like, seriously in the fear and having to confront myself, like, what in the world? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you wasting this day? Uh, because there's nowhere to hide. I like feel my procrastination. I can see it. Uh, it reminds me of it reminds me of the image of a frightened cartoon elephant, like hiding behind a tree. You know, like you can see the whole damn thing, but it's hiding behind the tree. <laughs> Little kids do this too. Toddlers, toddlers are the worst hide and seekers. Like I can totally kick any toddler's ass at hide-and-seek. They just don't get it. (laughs) Uh, If you've ever played hide-and-seek with a toddler, yeah, know what I mean. They're like giggling and celebrating the fact that you can't see them standing behind the chair even though you totally can. Uh, But what's interesting, what they're doing most of the time is giggling a dead giveaway and wiggling like in anticipation Uh, They're so easy to spot because they are, like, physically anticipating with utter glee the fun in getting caught. Like, they want to get caught. They want to be found and really seen because very small children, at least those raised in loving homes, they've not yet been indoctrinated into the shame so many of us feel simply for being who we are or wanting what we want. The way those of us who feel that shame as adults often experience the potential for being, you know, really seen and found out for who we are is fear. Straight up fear. So we're not like, "Yay, I can't wait for them to find me hiding behind the chair. We're like, pile up more things. They can't find me. Hell no. Where's my books? Where's my papers? Where's my clothes? Where's my busyness? It's the fear of rejection. The loss of love, which if you trace the fear of lost love down to its roots, it's really about survival. No love, no tribe, no life. Um, I was just reading. I have it here on my computer. Let me see if I can bring it up. I was just reading. I'm back on a Louise Hay kick. For those of you, you know, Hay House fans, Louise Hay. She's coming up on her 30th anniversary Uh, For Hay House And she started Hay House when she was 60 years old Speaking of late bloomers I love late bloomers Um, I take a lot of inspiration from that Because I'm a late bloomer myself Uh, But I just went on this Louise Hay kick again Like I busted out my old copies Of You Can Heal Your Life And I bought on Kindle a book that I had never read of hers Called um, The Power Is Within You And I Here, here it is Um I was reading this this morning and I just stopped at this page because I was like, okay, cool. This is kind of what I want to talk about today. So I like highlighted this and uh, I will read it to you right now. This is what she said. Fear is a lack of trust in ourselves. Because of that, we don't trust life. We don't trust that we are being taken care of on a higher level. So we feel we must control everything from the physical level. Obviously, we are going to feel fear because we can't control everything in our lives. Trust is what we learn when we want to overcome our fears. Interesting. That's why, to me, space clearing is downright spiritual. I think there are people that are just naturally like neat nicks and they get off on it. So I'm not talking to you. Okay. Okay. If your house is like super tidy and you like it that way and you've always liked it that way and that feels good to you, like I ain't talking to you. (laughs) I'm talking about the messy people here. Um, That's why I think space clearing is spiritual. It's an act of faith. It's trusting the universe or at the very least yourself and believing that you will One way or another, you will be taken care of. And I joke about, you know, messy people and neat nicks, but a lot of like really neat people happen to be type A people. And so if you're one of those people, I would look at other ways that clutter might be entering your life. For example, with the busyness, a lot of type A people are busy, 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 busy. And that's the kind of clutter that they've got going on. So it's worth checking in with yourself to see if any of this is true for you. And then, of course, as I already touched on, beyond losing the love of our tribe, um, there's another fear that comes up around space clearing, too. And I think it's probably the bigger of the two. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I think the fear of losing your tribe is primal. It's, like, so subconscious. We don't realize that that I think for a lot of us. Um, but the other fear is just the fear of seeing our own selves and the reality of time, whatever the time that we may or may not have left the products of the way that we have spent our time in the past. And then the truth of how we're spending our time in the present yes, I'm still on a Saturn kick. (laughs) I had a Saturn resurgence at the top of the year. Again, I think Saturn and I are going to be hanging for a good long while. Um, I have a Saturn and Pluto dominant chart, which explains a lot with my obsession with, um, dying, the death life, death process, and then now, you know, Saturn and fear and time and all of that. But I will say, that when you start studying Saturn and connecting with that archetype, it's a major growing up process, or it was for me. Maybe I was I was immature in that regard. I don't know. But um, it really taught me a lot about fear and how fear and time are related. And how this ties into space clearing is when you clear everything away and you just get really focused on what the ultimate vision is, you start to realize that, you have a finite amount of time and it really like brings you into the point of the present where you're like, okay, so now that I, I have cut everything for my schedule and I've cleaned my house and I've cut down on the busyness, I'm just left here with myself. And, and it really confronts the fear in a way where you're like, okay, so I have a choice. I can pile up more clutter around myself, or I can take that action that I'm afraid to take. So that's how it ties in for me. I saw a really cool ring on Etsy the other day, and I'm pretty sure I need it. <laughs> it's expensive, but I feel like I want this damn ring. Uh, I wear a ring Um, that I have attached. I did a blog post on this years ago, but I attached an affirmation to this ring. I refuse to abandon myself. And when I put the ring on, I say the affirmation. When I look down at my hand, like I think about, I refuse to abandon myself, but it's a cheap little ring that I bought. Um, So maybe this would be a good one to replace it with at some point. Um, But anyway, It's a gold ring with a skull. It's got like these little, maybe like black diamond eyes. I don't know. But it's a gold ring with a skull is the main feature. And then the band is engraved with the words Momento Mori, which means remember that you must die. I think that's a very like Scorpio Saturn thing for me to want. (laughs) Remember that you must die. Uh, I talk about that a lot, too, about how when I'm confronted with mortality, it always just reminds me to live, live, really live, because you just don't know how much time you have left. Um, and what's interesting about that ring is it's marketed as an alternative wedding band, which I, I thought at first was, like, weirdly morbid. It's like, thanks, dear, <laughs> for my engagement ring. Remember that you must die. What the hell? Uh, But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, no, that's perfect. It's perfect. It helps keep your priorities straight. Anyone who's been married for a long time knows that the marital clutter of petty arguments or even a wandering eye or hands or pants, it keeps you from The simple truth of your love and the commitment you made to spend the rest of your lives together, because you love each other, and at some point back in the very beginning, you may have even liked each other too. (laughs) Duh! Um, But remember, you must die. Is a potent remember reminder. Excuse me, it's a potent reminder to cut the crap, clear the clutter, and focus on what matters to you the most. What? will matter to you when it's all said and done. Marriage is just one of many examples that I could give. You could apply this to anything as I was applying it to my career, uh, you know, and cutting away at my schedule to get to like, what will matter the most to me when this is all said and done? When, if I have the privilege of laying on my deathbed and looking back at my life, like what is going to matter the most to me? And remember That day will come. Remember that you must die. Momento mori. So, not to freak you out, (laughs) I've had many of these moments in the past, so if you're still listening, I feel like you can take it. (laughs) My hope in doing this show today, now that we are entering the last week of the first month of the year, is that you will be inspired to revisit the New Year Resolation resolutions that you made on Happy New Year or whatever goals that you've set for yourself, um, to revisit those and to remind you, too, to be honest with yourself about the progress that you've made or will make in light of what you're really giving your time and space to. To maybe just do some space clearing and And or just to be like, why am I not making progress on these goals? Or why are these goals unrealistic for me? Like, what is standing in the way here? Uh, I just thought it'd be good to touch base on that. Um, And just be honest with yourself. Clear the clutter. Hold tight to a vision that truly lights you up and act consistently in alignment with that vision doing that is not for the faint of heart <laughs> it requires massive courage you have to be able to you know face your fear it requires vigilance you have to be able to continually check in with yourself and make sure you're not lying to yourself or um procrastinating in a lot of clever ways. We outsmart ourselves all the time. And it requires a kick-ass mentality, like trust in the universe, faith in yourself. Um, But I know that you've got it in you. You've got all those things in you. You've got this. You've got this. I hope I didn't just yell in your ear. I got a little excited there. (laughs) Go forth and be brave, my magical friends. And until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.